fucking too late too late like really late probably like midnight i went to it at midnight bam we're live barely made it in time for the call man bun ponytail man bun ponytail man bun ponytail kenneth good morning soccer mom good morning jay hardo good morning mike artunyan the armenian good morning god two armenians disproportionate here uh logan good morning bruce wayne always good to see you and of course john young Mr. Spin, uh, Caleb, Souza, and uh, a gentleman that I see is titled just a CB. Damn, my camera's off. I'm falling off the screen. Oh, I forgot to hit the record button. Son of a bitch. I'm, I'm new to this game. Did you see that, Souza? Hey, Souza and Caleb, when you guys come on before me, you can always go to the settings and then go to recordings. And then turn on that high quality uh, audio and video recording for each guest. It's in the thanks. Oh, we made it to the last day. We did it. Holy cow. Just two more weeks. Uh, guys, it looks like there is going to be a press conference this morning at the uh, semifinals, CrossFit semifinals in the Northeast. Uh, we all got uh, emails, those of us who applied for media credentials uh, last night. I'm not sure the reason for uh, the press conference. Do you have any thoughts on that, uh, Mr. Spin, the reason for the press conference? Uh, the only, I mean, if it's only Boz and Justin, I have to imagine it's talking about the, the two athletes, uh, Alex and uh, I can't remember the last guy's name. Um, the Fox guy he had something, the it, word Fox in his last name. Yeah. Something similar to that. Um, both being removed from the competition. Hey, let me ask you this. Someone sent me a, uh, um, uh, a text this morning and they said, it's a shame that they're targeting. Um, uh Oh, something's going on with Caleb. Uh, is he being escorted out? No. Okay. Uh, that they're being targeted for, um, uh, because they're mayhem athletes. I, my brain would have never in a million years gone there. That's completely ridiculous, right? But they're like, hey, uh, Caron was having problems. He's a mayhem athlete. This foxtail guy is having problems. He's a mayhem athlete. Uh, the, the Rich had problems. Um, uh, Luke Parker had problems. And then and then there was someone else, Samuel Cornway. There was, there's this whole list of mayhem athletes that have had problems with their judges and that they're somehow targeted. Please tell me that you think that that's absurd. Uh, I, I that was I would never have thought that. Um, okay, good. So Young John, would you I mean, ever think that? No, I think that's absurd. Okay, when I worked at HQ, I never saw anything like that. Just so you know, never, ever, ever. The only thing that I never saw HQ ever think and consider protecting anybody, um, except for one guy. Like in two thousand nine, he was in the military, and uh, he popped for roids, and they just didn't uh, go public with it. They kicked him out of the games. But um, they didn't want to go public with it because they didn't want the guy to get kicked out of the military. And that was it. That's the only thing I ever, ever saw. Um, uh, those guys are sticklers. I didn't see any any bending of you rules. You would think headquarters love, would love mayhem. You would. But I also did see – but I, that being said, I did see outside of the game space, I did see HQ spit venom at mayhem uh, for fucking God knows uh, what reasons. Um have you guys ever heard that story? Mm -mm. We had a CEO there. Let's see if I can tell it real quick. We had a CEO there, and um, the pl the place where we were, the CrossFit HQ was selling more level ones than anywhere in the world was Cookville, Tennessee. So imagine that. Not Baltimore, not Paris, not San Francisco, not London, 
not Johannesburg, not Rome, fucking Cookville, Tennessee. And the CEO at the time said, hey, that means that people are going and taking the L1 for the wrong reason. We were in a big executive meeting. I don't think we should do it there anymore. I, I rose my hand and I said, uh, wait a second. You're telling me that if someone wanted to time an L1 in Paris to also get their level one certification and see the Eiffel Tower that we should move it from Paris because that means they're taking the L1 for the wrong reason and no one would answer me. And they kept moving forward, taking shots at Cookville. I fucking stood up and started screaming in the meeting, just started yelling. And uh, uh, later on, uh, uh, Greg pulled me aside and said, told me I was being belligerent. And I said, I don't give a fuck if I'm being belligerent. Um, I was respectful to Greg always. I said, this is fucking insane that the standing CEO at the time is suggesting <clears throat> that we shouldn't do level ones in the most popular place that level ones are being done in the country just because people might want to pick up some mayhem shirts and fucking uh, rub elbows with fucking rich. And I was pretty fucking. Uh, but and, and that was it. And, yeah, but um, there, there, I did see some stupid shit like that. Uh, uh, Jessica uh, Valenzuela, Sevon being belligerent? Nah. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Uh, there were many times that now in hindsight, many more times that I wish I would have stood up, but also uh, many times that I was the only one who stood up. So it's in my pedigree. Okay, so I'm very curious uh, about this um, uh, press conference. Uh, similar to the press conferences that the UFC does, I, I love watching the press conferences where Danny gets up. Do you guys watch any press conferences on the regular, uh, Mr. Spin? Any sports or no? No, not really. Uh, do you, Mr. Young? Um, occasionally, but it just like it has to. It's a big sporting event. It's not like on a regular basis or anything. Okay, so the way the UFC does it is they have a press conference uh, every Saturday, uh, every Friday. And then after the event, they always have a press conference. And it's it's great assault bike uh, watching time. You know what I mean? Like right after the fight or mm -hmm. um, Dana will come out and be like, okay, we made this much money and I think these refs suck and the next fight to make next week is this. And it's, it's cool. I, I, I really appreciate them. Um, You think that this is going to be uh, – any chance that this will be to just um, answer questions and not for them to do any particular house cleaning, address anything in particular? I, I think they'll – they'll touch on it briefly like they always do. I mean, these press conferences are usually pretty light on actually uh, giving information and then they'll, they'll ask questions and you'll get the, the softball questions. And then hopefully one or two people will ask something that actually gets them to, to answer something we all care about. Right. Uh, give me an example of something that you would like to um, uh, hear answered a, a question. I think it's, why would you target these two guys, it's uh, Corby Foxall and Alex Carone. Why would you target those and not target the women who couldn't do the work, do the, the, uh, the muscle ups? Um, what's, what's the difference between the two? Right. Uh, any, any, any good question. And for anyone who doesn't know, uh, uh, Foxtail, Foxall, like, can I call him Foxtail? Cor Corby Foxall. All right. Corby, Corgi. How about Corgi? How about something fun? Cor Corgi Foxtail. Uh, I have Cor a Corgi. I know you do. Hey, my wife asked me yesterday if you were, I was telling her about the Goonies thing and she was asking if that hurts your feelings. Did that hurt your feelings? No, it's all good. I told her everyone gets torn up. I said, fuck. I do feel like I get torn up a little bit more oh, than yeah, most definitely. people. But five to I, one. It's, five it's, to one. It's uh, it's all good. Five to one. I, I mean, uh, the, uh, I, I, that one was pretty good, but I uh, also the, uh, 
it was it was it was a brave call to call Mr. Spin an AI version of Ed Norton. That was fucking bold, <laughs> but fucking right on target, right? Uh, just paint him yellow, like one of those yellow, you know, emojis, ethnically neutral emojis. Um, God, did I just coin that term, Susan? Is that new? Eth- ethnically neutral? Is that we got Pop Seal now? Ethically ethnically neutral? I fucking match Castro one one. Uh, as Mr. Young, any questions that you, you particular, Oh, let me go back. So, so the thing with Corgi and, um, uh, Carone is Carone was pulled out. Carone wanted to compete and they pulled him out. And the reason why they pulled him out, as they said in the previous workout, he didn't try hard enough when we also, his story is, is that he didn't try hard enough because his pec was torn and he couldn't do one particular movement, but he could do other movements. And, and I can totally relate to that. I have a bicep. I cannot do one fucking pull up without it making me want to tear, but I can bench press and do push-ups and do rope pulls, sled pulls all day without flaming up the biceps. So it's just angles, right? It, it makes sense. It does he, he? I don't think he's lying. Do you guys? No, no. I mean, I, the, if he was, I mean, he's serious. He wants to get back to the games. He's not going to just not do muscle ups and take last place for a, a competitive advantage. I mean, that's crazy. And, and so that's the question uh, Mr. Spin was referencing. Why, why was this guy pulled out of the game? And then there were some girls who were just standing around. What was the movement for the bench press? No, for the same. The same uh, ring muscle-up complex. They oh, couldn't okay. do the ring muscle-ups with the rock on. Okay, and they got to move on. Uh, Mr. Young, do you have any questions for them that you would ask? No, I mean, Brian asked the main one. Um, if a Berg is there, I'd try to hit him hard on the streaming thing and see if you can't get a concrete answer out of that. But uh, – Oh, you mean follow up with like how how does not streaming it um, help the affiliates? Like, yeah. like that question. Yeah, yeah. It's not just you know. <laughs> and then like if he like BS around it, like the very next question from a different person, just ask the same question, and like just <laughs> just keep hammering him. Or or you know, if somebody goes, just just one person, Justin, that well, doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, and it would see be what he what he says. You know what I mean? Um, but other than that. I, mean, I do want to know why they can't get the Africa semifinal uh, leaderboard correct on their website. Oh, okay. Um, a, a, another good question. You know, mine would be obviously around media. Why don't they let someone do the behind the scenes? Uh, you know, we did it every year. I think it was a huge hit when I was people there. People love it. When I was there running the media, it was the most, it was the most, not the most views, but the most minutes watched of any content we ever put out in the history of CrossFit. And so, meaning that people had great retention. They'd be these seven-part series. They'd be great. And around these bubbles, there would be tremendous, by bubbles, I mean uh, the cut lines, there would be tremendous tension. And these would make for fantastic stories. And someone should be doing it for the games uh, also. Um, uh, Barry McCockner was asking me with my arm if I'm uh, still able to, oh, here we go. Uh, says, Sevon, are you still uh, able to yank it? That is completely uh, inappropriate. Please um, put yourself on timeout. Of course I'm able to yank it. Caleb, uh, can you talk to us, or would other people hear um, in the uh, in the room? Everybody can hear me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many people are there, Caleb? Mm, probably about 30, 40. Okay. And uh, does it look like it's about to start soon? Um, people are starting to filter in, uh, but yeah, I think so. Okay. And and and. Is you're talking on your phone right now? Um, I'm on my laptop, and then I have my phone set up. Uh, okay, just in case. Okay, and where is the um the the dude who's actually going to stream it for us? With like, look and hit, point your eyes in his direction. 
and where will John? <laughs> and and where will where will Justin and Boz sit? Point your eyes in that direction. Okay. And, and, and is, are those the two guys, um, Justin and Boz? Those have they been? Yeah, when they sent out the notification, it was, it was those are the only two on the list. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Fantastic. Okay. Thank That's you. Great. Uh, look, look in his direction. <laughs> uh, Tyler, thank thank you uh, for joining us. Very uh, kind of you to make your presence felt. Morning. Sorry. Good morning. Internet issues. Just fucking with you. You're okay. on the East Coast, right, Tyler? Yeah. I mean, you get to stay the latest out of all of us. Where are you, Spin? Nashville. And okay. So it's 7.30 for you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we had another camera just pop up. Oh, okay. Uh, that's interesting. Guy. Oh, that's your guy. Who's Probably. the... Uh, you have two guys. I don't know. Yeah, you have two guys. We got a, a CB. We got a, a CB and a Doma Senna. CB is yours. CB is me. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh, so Caleb's double fisted. Okay. Oh shit. Okay, so we got. Um, I'll, I'll mute this. So we got this one. Okay, that's nice. And we then spot we, games. And then we got this one. No, no press conference. You're allowed to film press conference. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, press conference sounds better if you say spot cam. Uh, I. Are, are these legitimate? Um, I wonder if these are legitimate media people who are in this place, or if they. Oh, there's Boz. Okay, here we go. Let's see if we're going to be able to get audio, uh, good audio on this. This is in uh, Orlando. We're thirty minutes away from individual event one. So th there's events going on right now. No, no, no. Oh, okay, in, so individual event. Okay, so individual event, um, individuals event six starts in thirty minutes. Okay. These are all the people at this conference. At the press conference, I, I think there's like thirty people in the room, is what uh, Caleb is suggesting. Wow. Attendance by six hundred and thirty people, so that helps you out there. Uh, say that again, uh, Sousa. I said we just boosted attendance by 630 people. Right. Oh, for the press conference. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We filled it up. You're welcome. All right. Uh, Sevon's uh, dog, I'm hiding under the table where Boz is sitting ready for the command. I understood. Right. Okay. If he does act off, uh, ankle bites only. He, every dog gets one bite. My mom was an attorney. She told me that. That looks like uh, Chris Madigan, the uh, PR guy, right there at the table right now. Oh, up in the front with the thick head of hair. Yeah. All right. What's up, Chris? I've never met Chris. Is is he a CrossFitter? Uh, I think so. He that, was, that was supposed to be an insult. That was just he, uh, he did. <laughs> that's supposed to be an insult. He did call me from the gym one time. I can't remember what what story it was, um, but he called me out of breath trying to tell me. Oh, that's all. I like it. That's killer. All right. I respect that. Hey, isn't that cool about all of us? We've all, any of us who talk on the phone regularly have probably talked to the other person out of breath. Like for sure, I've heard Sue's out of breath. He's heard me out of breath. I mean, that's just like part of the CrossFit thing, right? Yeah. I talked to Every, Jr. yesterday out of breath. Yeah, it's the way it's the way we do it. It's funny, and there's no one. Well, I guess I don't really talk to too many people who aren't CrossFitters, but it's so common. I'm, I'm working out. Is it important? Yeah. No. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. 
Uh, Christina Young, HQ is just going to say their decision stands and it's case by case depending on the athlete. All right, here we go. Uh, well, it's I, I'm I'm pretty impressed that they're doing this. Actually, this is pretty cool. Okay, you want to unmute, Domo? Is there a way to enhance this sound? Hold on one sec. semifinals in 2018 and so now in 2023 that five-year gap and trying to make that seem like it was nothing has been really important to our team um, our first priority is making a great experience for the athletes and then also trying to do a really good job for our community make this a welcome place for our affiliates and coaches and members of our community and members of our gyms to come and feel extraordinary so they can go back and continue their training with a lot more passion and enthusiasm um, and i think in a lot of those regards we've we've checked that box um, I'm happy that some things have moved forward. Um, so I'm really thrilled that you guys are here. So I think in the past, we haven't had this level of coverage. So I appreciate you guys traveling, coming here, telling stories, telling a lot more and a lot richer and deeper stories than we could ever possibly tell on our own. Um, also, some of the things that we really like are the really large fields of athletes. That's been really, really favorable. Um, so we have more athletes competing at this stage than we've ever had at this particular event. Um, so I think the fields are deep. We're here on Sunday. We're going to crown champions, announce qualifiers, and I think that's what we're kind of here to do. So um, we know we've got a lot of things that we need to do to be better for uh, week two. Um, so our team also has representatives from the event in Pasadena and the event in Berlin. We're also trying to do an excellent job supporting our licensed event partners. So in Africa this week, as well as some of the other regions where we're not running the competition, but we are still supporting their coaches, uh, sorry, their judges, um, their field staff, trying to provide good coverage of those events as well. So I know you guys are focused here. That's why you're here. Hopefully you guys are also covering those events as well. If we do a good job at the semifinal stage, that's a really great foundation for us to have for the remainder of the year. Uh, so we got a lot of work to do. We want to continue to make progress in a lot of different areas. Um, but we're actually just really happy with uh, getting off the ground for week one and then getting to work on making it much better for week two and next year. So I'll start there. If you guys have any questions. I think uh, Patrick, be friendly fitness. Um, you mentioned uh, supporting the other semifinals, particularly Africa. Um, um, it's kind of hard to cover it when the leaderboard on CrossFit isn't. But I know uh, they. I found out they have a leaderboard that's pretty up to date. But it seems like the CrossFit Games um, leaderboard hasn't been updating timely. And I, I mean, I know that's probably a technical thing, but it's just figure I'd bring that to your attention. That thanks. Get him, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just been hard to cover it when, you know, all day one, unless someone else found, yeah, we had to actually go to the Rebel Renegade site that they had updated the leaderboard, but it doesn't provide the amount of detail that the CrossFit leaderboard 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, with our licensed events, what we do is they score the event locally. They transcode or transcribe the scores back to us so that we can present it in our format on our yeah. central website. Um, there's also a time delay, so it's difficult to follow as a fan. It's also difficult, I understand, to cover with media as well. There's a time lag because we're in very different time zones. Um, and then also that team locally has to take their scores, put it into a system where we can display more broadly. So uh, we know we've got some things that we could do to make that a little bit faster. Also, there's been a couple scoring issues locally that uh, were identified that took place in the middle of their night. So it's taken longer for some of those things to resolve. So, um, but overall, we're happy with what we're doing down there. Um, and I know that there's going to be some really good athletes from there that will be represented. Yeah, it looks so like it's coming down to the final event. For Does that happen like right now? Yes. Okay, cool. Update 15 minutes from now. Tell me to piggyback on what you said, JB, about uh, this being your first time back in five years to own and operate this level of the, the season, what is one thing you and Boz have learned this weekend that you're going to take forward with you uh, to change either this season or next? I think anybody who is a part of these events on any level uh, understands that there's a lot of moving pieces that have to sync up. And you always learn something from week to week, year to year, et cetera. A uh, big couple of takeaways from us. Uh, number one is if we can consolidate a field of play, that's a good idea. You know, so having two is tricky. So we're working towards you know, the possibility of that in the future for future comps. Um, I also say that uh, just thinking back to 2018 and thinking that this is going to be a carbon copy of those events is not fair to anybody because we have twice as many athletes. The schedule has to reflect that. The staffing has to reflect that. The coverage has to reflect that. We've never run a stage at this size and scale before that qualifies for the games. So it might feel like the regionals a days old, but the fact of the matter is two S, and uh, that comes with Hi guys, Joe from Morning Falco. Uh, great event so far, and uh, thank you for taking the time this morning. Um, so there have been some questions about Noble's lack of presence uh, this weekend. Are you planning on them being at uh, North America West, Europe, the Games uh, yeah. later this week? Yeah, I can talk to that. I'm not sure exactly the question. Um, Noble is here, so they've got representatives. Uh, that's talking specifically about like, the space in Denver Village. That they're not retailing this week? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll, I'll still it's the same answer. Noble has been a super important part of the stage. Uh, so when we announced we were going to own and operate the stage, um, this is a very expensive thing to do as an intermediate step. Uh, Noble has been a super important patron for they picked up title sponsorship of this entire stage, which allowed us to go out and actually start activating some of these. Um, we've also worked with them really recently on prize money. So uh, the doubling of prize money for this event as they're part of their patronage. Um, they also do a lot of things behind the scenes that I don't think most people realize. All of our judges and volunteers receive a tremendously generous kit um, that comes from Noble. They have staff here helping us make sure we care for those volunteers really well. Um, so they don't have a retail presence. Um, I don't think that the plan is for them to have a retail presence in Pasadena either. Um, so that's the answer. But, um, we're really happy with where they are and we're continuing to lean heavily on those guys. Um, they're obviously investing in growth and CrossFit, but they're super patient. Hi, uh, Caleb from the Sevbone podcast. Um, just a quick question, just kind of unrelated to the games at all, but um, 
is is Dave Castro overseeing all programming at CrossFit or is he had a hand in the games programming or what is his kind of um, role as a as a programmer overseeing programming in in the CrossFit space? Yeah, Dave is uh, the short answer is yes, he is going to head up programming for CrossFit. What that means is there's going to be a lot of collaboration between the games and Dave. And really what we're trying to do is get everybody on the same page. So main site, our other outlets, the games, let's make sure that everybody's talking and agreeing on certain things and moving forward together. I think in the past, you know, CrossFit as a company has gone through periods of time where we've done that really well. And then there's periods of time that we've been really siloed, for lack of a better term, and people aren't talking to each other as well as they should be. So having Dave in that role is what's going to allow us to make sure that everybody's communicating and collaborating together. So that's the real benefit. Thank you. Yeah. Um, basically, has Don reached out and said, hey, this is what I'm looking for this season for the games at any point, or does it kind of just let you guys just run with it and do your magic? Or has there been any direction from Don when it comes to games at all, whether it comes to programming? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Don's super involved in where we're I think Don holistically is looking at, hey, how do we get CrossFit really on mission to reach way more people than we do today? So Don said it, and we're echoing this in any avenue we can. You know, there's a vision for CrossFit where we're reaching tens of millions more people than we do today. And if we can do that really effectively, that means that there's going to be a lot more people who are seeking after coaching, that want to do this in a communal environment, that supports our coaching, that supports our gyms, that also supports a lot more people getting more fit than they ever have been. Most people in this room can attest to that. Um, in order to do that, we have to do certain things together as a company, and that means the way that we share our resources, the way we put together our company marketing plans, the way we invest in media, has to be done from a holistic point of view all in service of reaching new audiences and introducing them to CrossFit in a favorable way. Uh, so Don has been really central about making sure that all teams are in the exact same fair way and then going as fast as we can with kind of our shared resources. Um, the way that that trickles out in the game specifically is we need to be really good about investing in things that are gonna reach not just our existing audience, but how do we also reach new audiences that have maybe not heard about CrossFit or have heard about CrossFit but thought it wasn't for them. And so that includes with our media investment. So we want to invest in the live stream. We also want to invest in highlights and other platforms that are going to help us reach new audiences, younger people, people that don't tune into our existing platforms, in a way to bring them back into this community and welcome them into our gyms. So um, I think that's been kind of the central point of view uh, from Don. And then obviously, he's a super operator, um, really focused on making sure that we are addressing the things that are going to help us move forward and taking out roadblocks that could limit us being really effective. So. He's been super involved with it, Don and I meet regularly, and uh, the sport is not just like sport to Don. Mm -hmm. This is part of our entire company's executive mission. This is part of where we want as a company. Um, and I think that's been the real refreshing part for me. Traditionally, there has been silos, and we've been aiming mostly in the same direction, but not at the exact same central target. Don's really good at it, we're all focused on the same thing. Thank you. Joe? Um, yeah, Bob, uh, I have there been any uh, surprises so far in terms of the programming and performance side of things, like things you didn't anticipate or testing um, or performances that really surprised you given what you saw during testing and, and other things like that? Uh, you know, <coughs> our head of scoring, Dave Eubanks, said to me, he's like, you know, we always have the athletes surprise us on the field. Things are always a little faster here in competition when there's something on the line and athletes are super motivated. So 
I wouldn't say that's necessarily a surprise, but it is awesome to see just how good this field is. I think that's the fun of it. You can put something out and it's been in mind for so long, and then you actually get the rubber to the road and you see how impressive these athletes are. That's what it's all about. So, not surprised that they're really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, to follow up on the, the reaching new audiences, um, CrossFit, typically like the grassroots vision, I feel like has been very focused on synthetic brands and like getting brands like Form Primitive or you know even Noble brands that typically are surrounding CrossFit their their time. Um, when you talk about reaching new audiences, how does that compete with or how do you manage like giving endemic brands their and also reaching new audiences with things like Monster, with things like whatever else is on the table. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think so. And you can follow up from the right question. Um, I think it's a balancing act. And so I think where we've been as a company is we've had some terrific non-endemic brands that have really amplified CrossFit. Um, so our former former title sponsor of the CrossFit Games brought CrossFit all over Europe, introduced it to a lot of new audiences, and I think CrossFit and our gyms have been beneficiaries of that. Um, we have to be really judicious about that too. <coughs> Sometimes the brands that are not, that are very large, um, we have to make sure that we're really wise about are they aligned with our core values as a company, are they aligned with the value of our stakeholders, so our athletes, are they aligned with our affiliates, are they aligned with our methodology, which is kind of the central part for us. Um, this year, I think we've taken a really, really kind of reflective approach to making sure that we're not just chasing big for the sake of big, but we're actually trying to create a really good brand fit. Um, so we're happy with some of the newer deals that we've signed. The U.S. Army has been awesome. We're not just in a partnership with them, which is just transactional. We're educating soldiers. We're helping them with their ACFP scores. We're trying to help improve their lethality and their operational readiness. At the same time, we're trying to educate more soldiers so that when they leave the armed forces, they might be able to be a coach in the future and be able to take those to the class. Um, so I think that's a great example of a multifaceted relationship that is kind of authentic to who CrossFit is and what we're really good at, but also is bringing in a very large brand. So the uh, United States Army is awesome. We've also got some newer ones that are uh, more, I don't know if you would call this endemic or non endemic. Uh, Momentus is great, so we've joined them. That is a different type of a partnership. So um, they're a newer brand or space, but also they are really forward in terms of their education and being um, kind of leaders in the community as well. So they're partnering with other brands and other outlets that I think is really cool. And then Jocko is another example of that same thing. Uh, so somebody who has been a long-term affiliate, believes in the methodology, practices that themselves in Jocko, um, and then using that to help hopefully not just help us go run our sport and kind of support what we've got going on, but also literally be an amplifier for CrossFit's mission to reach new audiences and bring people into gyms. So um, so we're really looking at brand fit and we're looking at kind of a, a two-sided way of them supporting CrossFit and our methodology, make sure it's a good fit, and then also um, you know providing excellent value to them because they're helping us too. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you say that yeah. it's important to CrossFit that endemic brands are still Amplified, like that it's affordable yeah. for them to be at Vanderbilt. That um, like should should endemic brands be concerned that someone coming in with big money would be able to afford something that they can't at their own communities? Oh, I I I don't I'm not a small sponsor or a giver. 
what I have seen over time is that our endemic brand adds onto this community by focusing on great relationships with a small group of people. Um, and I don't think they have anything to be concerned about, that the big brands are gonna come in and they're gonna push them all out. It's important for us that we always maintain space for some of those brands to be here, to exhibit, to make touch points with our community. And also, as you guys know, the CrossFit community is much larger than just the vendor village or the sponsor list of the CrossFit events. And so we're really proud that as a kind of ecosystem, there's a lot of opportunities for small brands to become medium-sized brands and for some medium-sized brands to really hit exit velocity, become really large companies. Rogue has done that. Noble has done that from inside. RX Bar has done this. Um, so we're really proud that we've got this sort of super community that supports good people, good products, um, and you know, it provides patronage to those guys. So, no, I don't think there's any concern that these small brands are going to get pushed out by the big brands. I think the big brands can also help us reach new audiences. That's why we've got to have both to be really successful. Lastly, it's fair to assume that every single brand that is sponsoring the CrossFit Games aligns with CrossFit's I would say uh, not necessarily. Um, I think there's different tiers of that. So if you see somebody that is a headline sponsor of the CrossFit Games season, we need to have a higher scrutiny on are they aligned with our mission? Are they going to be powerful partners in amplifying these things? Uh, but if they're an exhibitor in Vendor Village, you know, those exhibitors are helping us run this competition. And at this competition, you've got 280 athletes. You've got 5,000 members of our community. Um, so instead of CrossFit funding all of that, those guys are directly enabling <coughs> this type of in-person experience. Um, and we're a little bit more loose with who those brands are that exhibit out in Vendor Village. That doesn't mean that we're taking anybody off the street, I think there is a certain level of scrutiny. Uh, but also, we're not the judges of that. This is a free market across the ecosystem that's always been based on the best product wins, best coach wins, and so we want to provide kind of a fair level playing field for most fans. If you want to exhibit, awesome. Um, but there is a different level of scrutiny with that. So we're not endorsing every single person in the exhibitor village, nor can they use CrossFit marks in their marketing. But they can be here and they can talk to our fans. But as far as the affiliate footprint on the second yeah, I think when you receive game sponsorship status, there's a higher degree of brand alignment that our community should expect. Yeah. Scott. Scott at Kaizo Media. Um, you mentioned that there are more content creators now than there were in 2018. And we have just as much stake in this sport growing as you guys do. Is there a way that we can share content with you that you can then share outward um, to promote both CrossFit, the methodology, and the sport? Um, yes, <laughs> I, I think so. Um, I think now we're talking kind of tactics about things, but I'll, I'll tell you the spirit of this. The, the spirit of this is we believe that. We believe that you and everybody in this room wants this to be successful. And I think we need to do a good job collectively raising the level of discourse with our community to celebrate the good things that are happening and hold accountability for the things that need improvement. Um, I think that we can do that by exchanging resources sometimes, exchanging assets sometimes. Uh, all of these are designed to be an iterative process that gets us closer to that goal. Um, and so the fact that we have a press room, the fact that we have a press availability, the fact that we have credential access, the fact that we are allowing a lot of different outlets to have different points of view to be here to cover um, is representative of that. I also think that um, you know we have a relatively small team and we are getting back to this stage there's a lot of things that are like day one, week one, after, like I said, a five-year hiatus from this period. Um, so I do think the spirit is that we want to work closer together. 
Um, I also know that everybody is working really fast on the projects that are really important to their specific group in their audience. And so don't take the, uh, if we're not going far enough fast enough, it's not for, uh, for lack of intention. And I'm more specifically even talking in the off season. You know, a lot of us go in and we get embedded with an athlete and we do yeah. content with them. Um, it would be great to be able to share that to the community because you have a bigger platform than even most of us. Yes. Uh, and we have a much bigger platform that not just CrossFit and the media, but the athletes themselves really want to and our affiliate community as well. We have an unprecedented opportunity as a community to really make an impact. Um, I think the challenge is how do we pull ourselves all together? Um, and I think that, that during the games, that's one thing, because we're in the same room. It's easier. Everything across it is better in person. Um, and I think these are the times for some of those conversations to set up when we're not together. How are we going to act and how are we going to behave? So it's going to reach CrossFit and not just something, you know, how do we put the best possible thing forward that's going to resonate with new members? I think that's ultimately what we're all at. Awesome. Thank you. A um, couple more. Um, he's going to get going in a second, but uh, Caleb. Uh, <clears throat> so in regards to Alex Caron and Corby Foxall, they seemingly had put forth an effort to complete the movements in a sense. And I understand that they had injuries and um, that were prior to this event. Um, but what was kind of the thought process in pulling them from the event themselves rather than look and instead of also pulling some of the females that were also in a, incapable of completing any of those movements themselves? Yeah. Fuck yeah. So the first thing is like, just personally, I understand how frustrating this has got to be from an athlete perspective. Um, when I was in high school, I was inspired to play professional baseball, and I knew I was going to get drafted, and I tore my hamstring about five weeks before the first-year amateur player draft. And it's gut-wrenching. And so I understand athletes being really upset about not being able to take the floor. Um, and that's just really hard. And so, like, literally my heart goes out to Alex and Corby and all the athletes that have trained their asses off all year and for one reason or another don't get to put it on the floor. Um, and that's the hardest part of this job is to tell an athlete you're not allowed to go out because you failed the COVID test, you failed the drug test, because you were injured coming in or you got injured. It is absolutely the worst part of this is to make those decisions. Um, and I understand athletes being frustrated. They should be because they train their asses off. Um, in this case, the decision was made um, because the athletes themselves, um, the way that we designed this test is that there are seven events that the athletes are supposed to go through. Um, in the second test, they were not able to perform that test um, and because they had back injuries for those two guys. Um, the next event was dumbbell Linda, which is also a very taxing movement for the upper body for those guys. Um, the other is that we have a field of 60 athletes, and uh, we're deciding who goes to the CrossFit Games. And that test is designed to be run, and the accumulated effect of that over seven tests is what the other athletes will be going through. For an athlete not to be able to go through one test and potentially not be able to go through the second test or go through at a very different level of intensity and at a potential increased risk of injury is not the same experience as the other 58 athletes in the field. And so, so that's the reason that we made the decision. Um, there's also a notion that the um, uncommon movement, not the uncommon movement, but the um, minimal work requirement um, yeah. did not exist. That doesn't change the spirit of the test. 
which is that we've got seven things we want to see the athletes put their best efforts forward. But um, but I, I just wanted to start off with that, which is that this is not something that we like doing. This is not something where CrossFit is trying to do something to an athlete. Um, we're trying to preserve the test for all of the athletes that are competing here. Um, but honestly, it's a uh, you know as athletes and coaches and and fans of this sport also, not just the people working behind the scenes, we're rooting for these athletes and it's gut-wrenching when they're not able to put forward the effort that they've trained so hard for. Oz, do you want to jump in there? Sure. Uh, I mean, Justin covered the, the broad strokes really well. The only thing I would add is that these decisions are very difficult uh, and they're not entered into lightly. It's a lot of deliberation between different members of the team and we weigh all the factors before we make a final decision. And that's Justin said, it's a difficult conversation, and I completely understand the athlete's frustration. They should be frustrated by the circumstance. It's not easy for anyone. Um, and I think at the end of the day, what can get lost sometimes is that we want the same outcomes. We want the athletes to be able to perform at their best in the conditions that are able to keep them safe and to keep it fair for the field. And we have to balance all of those considerations when we make these decisions. And it's, it's a difficult job to arrive at the resolution sometimes, but that's part of the game is making some of these hard parts. So also in, sorry, in, in regards to the females who also did not get that accumulating effect uh, by not completing any of those reps or not getting to any of the burpee box jump overs or anything like that, um, what would you say about them? Yeah, so it's a difference in whether or not you can complete the movement wasn't the relevant there's a, there's a significant difference to coming in and knowing that you are unable to do something due to the state at which you enter the competition and not being able to do something because of the state. And that's one of the considerations that we had to make in this decision. Thank you. Uh, we'll close this out with Brian. Um, I guess I guess I would have no idea the, the sports question from the media here. They, um, they're asking questions. This might not be for you guys to answer. Uh, more, maybe more logistical, logistical thing. But the lighting inside the venue is very, very poor. And uh, I think a lot of cameramen are here are, are in, in content creators are having a very uh, difficult time producing a lot of the material. So I don't know if there's anything you can do about that, but yeah, just thought I'd be, let it know. Let me know. Thank you. We're aware of that. My broadcast team has, has the same issue. Yeah. We all got a lot of cameras and we're aware of that. Yeah. Um, I think Boz. Justin, thank you guys very much. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, everybody. Um, I think you snuck one. See? I think you won that last thing. Back again. Back again. Thanks, guys. Caleb, can we talk to you for one second? Is it possible to talk to you? Yeah, it might be a little loud. Okay. Uh, well, what did you uh, think of the? Uh, what, what did you think about the particular event being there? Before we judge it from all over the world, sitting in our in our cozy little heated homes. Um, it was it was good. I'm I'm surprised that they let us all in here and let us talk. Uh, and, and what do you mean? What do you mean? Surprised? Oh, you mean like the event itself? No, no, no. The press conference. And, and what do you mean surprised? Um. I guess in the sense that I didn't anticipate they would let me just like record it or <clears throat> just have it filmed or anything like that. They were pretty open about it. They were very much like uh, 
they didn't tell us no that nobody came around and said no you couldn't record anything you can't have that here you can't be streaming nothing they they were actually very very open yeah i appreciated them doing it too um did you think that um uh i I know this is a bit self-serving i'm putting you on the spot but did you think that what did you think of the questions uh in general that were asked um some of them, uh, the, I think the ones that Katie uh, asked were pretty good in regards to the sponsorships and um, whether or not they actually align with anything that's, that CrossFit is doing. Um, I can't remember who else asked another question about uh, the absence of some of the sponsors. That I thought that was pretty, that was that was something that was that I wanted to ask that ended up being asked by somebody else. So it was good. Um, I think overall they were some of them were kind of just flimsy. They're just like just trying to warm them up. I feel like. Uh, did you notice that any? Uh, I personally, but do you think that you asked the best question in there? Well, I won't even put you say that to you. I I think you asked by far the best question in there and the most poignant and the most relevant. Um, did you notice uh, any the tension in the room change? I noticed when you asked the question, everyone like kind of looked over their shoulder at you, and then you followed up and they did the same thing. Did, um, yeah, I think that was kind of that was kind of the the sense was whenever I was asking questions, they were um, almost concerned. <laughs> um, who who else was in there that we, we we would know? Was was Brian Friend in there? Uh, I, I heard Katie Gannon and Scott Schweitzer. Any other media that we would know? Um, Katie Scott, Patrick Clark. Okay, um, I heard Patrick Clark's question in the beginning. And a lot of a lot of just of the like the photographers and videographers are here too. Um, uh, and anyone filming it? Um, other than us, I don't think so. Uh, uh, Jessica Valenzuela, take my money. Thank you. Um, Menopause and Metcons, thank you for y'all. Thank you. God, very generous. Thank you. Uh, Libby uh, Budak, one of my favorite names to say. I don't know why. Uh, Caleb uh, repping as well. Uh, let me tell you what I heard, what I heard you ask. I heard you ask the best question and I didn't hear an answer. And then you followed it up and I still didn't hear an answer. And it's a little frustrating. You said, why did you feel free to jump in here? Uh, Mr. Spin young, uh, Tyler, I heard you say, why did you pull the uh, men and not the women? And they said, because we're looking for C at CrossFit games athletes. Okay. Okay, that's obvious. And we made a test with, uh, we made an event with seven tests and they, and the dudes couldn't do it. So we pulled them. And then they went on for uh, ad nauseum talking about how hard the call is. It's like, okay, like we honestly, we don't care. And, um, uh, and we also heard Justin opened up by telling us, giving us some emotional appeal that uh, he was uh, played baseball and got cut from the team and it hurt him. Yeah, there's porn stars that had their anuses prolapsed too and couldn't move on. It's like, it's the nature of the business. I'm, I'm really sorry that that happened to you, but shut the fuck up. And then, um, uh, then so you followed it up with Adrian saying, well, why didn't you pull the females out? And his defining characteristic of why the females, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, got pulled out or didn't get pulled out as opposed to the men is the men, the men arrived there incapacitated. They arrived to event. What event number was it? Three, four? It was uh, event two, but event two. three was coming up. Okay. Which is so very peck involved. And that's he's, why. He's Why'd you let them do event one? He's suggesting that they arrived to event two incapacitated. And couldn't perform the tasks, and therefore they weren't allowed to go on to event three, whereas the girls just weren't capable because they weren't good enough athletes. And I don't understand, and he said it was a very hard call, but I still we don't know what the distinction is that makes it that someone can move on. I would think the guys that can do it but are just hurt should get to move on. I would have made the call the other way. Unless I was worried about their safety. 
which which we never heard, right? That was never mentioned. No. I mean, uh, why let Scott Panchik run then when his knee is all messed up last year at the games? And why let uh, freaking Will Morad keep doing the games whenever he tore his hamstring? Every single time somebody's gotten hurt in the competition, they've let them just go until they obviously with until they withdraw themselves. Every capacity, single time. At their the capacity game. was fine in event one. So what changed between they were still the same athlete in event one and event two, but they didn't take them out in event one. So what's the difference? And and Corby's coach actually reached out to me. I haven't had a chance to talk to him too much. He said he was actually not injured, so I don't have all the details of it. Um, He's but, just unfit. They said you're not fit enough to be here. Yeah, I don't know. But, they uh, should have done that for the, the seven females who didn't get any reps on the burpee box. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, t- t- um, but it, let, let's take a vote here. I don't think anyone should have got pulled, not the females or the males. It, it, does anyone disagree? No. No, I think you let them withdraw by themselves. I mean, if Caron does Linda and he can't do Linda either, he's in 57th place and he probably withdraws anyway. But I you're think arguing that's their his limitations call. for them. He made the semifinals. Like, what about so- Miranda? What about Miranda Alcarez's um, uh, competing as Miranda Oldroyd back in, I don't know, 1864 when she was on the team and she hurt her ACL uh, and the doctor said she shouldn't compete? What, do you think that was your, smart? To- your body is is your responsibility. If you want to hurt yourself, that's up to you. You've signed the waiver. You can't do anything to CrossFit. Let them compete. My, I, I hate to say this, but my body, my choice. All right. The, oh the, the alternative. No, seriously. Say something different than that though. Gosh. Well, I know it's, it's a hot, <laughs> it's a hot way to say it, but I'm, I, mean, I like it. I'm good with it. I think it's yep. a cold way to say it. <laughs> the other way to look at it is that it's possible. They just don't have the like a medical staffing to be able to just like care for somebody with that level of an, with like a severe injury like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good um, answer. Cause the other thing is that, I mean, from my experience in the past, all of the people working on the medical staff are working off of their like basic life support, um uh licenses or or certifications which is like cpr that's it um they have to hire an outside entity to be able to cover for like als or acls which is the advanced life support type thing um and they're the ones that could essentially provide any sort of medication or any sort of support for an athlete who is severely injured like that I wish they would have just said. I wish they would just would have given us a, a reason other than they. I wish they would give us a reason that, that would stick, that would allow us to distinguish why um, they cut the dudes and not the women. Uh, Caleb, that wall behind you, will you reach back and feel that? That reminds me of that texture of the walls, like in the bathrooms on airplanes. Like, like I it's feel like, like you're inside the bathroom at a like, south. You know, it's, it's like carpet it like, on the wall. Oh, it's, yeah. Wow. So it's soundproofing. Uh, fantastic. For those of you who care what Head else on. was said, hey, Katie Gannon, what's up, girl? We don't have money to pay her. Tell her not to say too many smart shit. Hi. Hey, what's up, girl? How are you? I am so tired, but I am really excited that this is the last day. Uh, what did you think about the fact that there was a press conference? It's nice, right? Yeah, that was a nice thing for them to do. Yeah. Is it, I mean, you've been to a lot of these events. It's kind of, is it unprecedented to do a press conference here like this? No, they do this. I mean, maybe at a, at a semifinals one, yes, but they do this at the games every day. Um, do you, are you surprised they didn't stream it? Did you see anyone there from CrossFit streaming it? Why don't they stream this for everyone? No, No. they should though. Right. I mean, this is, this is valuable to the community. I think they would enjoy it. I think this would get a lot of eyeballs. we got a thousand people watching live. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, maybe someday, but for now press conference, I guess just means private press conference. I don't know. 
Uh, someone in the comments said, uh, uh, I, I apologize. It's a very superficial crowd who watches my um, uh, podcast. They said, you're as beautiful as your voice is uh, sexy. I, I apologize, but these are the... Uh, I don't know if that's a nice thing. The, I these think filthy comments maybe... that come in. Yes, it's, it's, a, um, it's a tough crowd. Okay. Well, uh, uh, congratulations on, um, on be having the balls to be there and not hiding uh, behind a computer at home. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I tried to tried to push forward and get the community some action. Hey, hey, what, what, one final question. Where's Justin LaFranco? Does he still own Morning Chaco? Pass. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, nice to meet. Nice to finally see you face to face. You too. Okay. Have a good comp day. Bye. I, I, I wish someone would say that my voice is as sexy as my face, or vice versa. My face is as sexy as my voice. Uh, Tales, it is. It is. thank you, thank you, Tyler. Someone a little <laughs> less hairy than you would preferably, but I'll take it. Tales from an average gay CrossFitter. Thank you. Uh, I would like to hear some of those uh, tales. By the way, 1999. I'll give you your money back if you come on the show and tell me some of your tales. Um, there was one more piece. Uh, tales from an average uh, gay CrossFitter. Another dollar ninety nine. Wow. Thank you. Uh. Let's keep going. Um, wow. Why does CrossFit change rules every day? Does anyone know what he's referencing? There's no rules to change. Okay. Fair enough. The rules are a little uh, ambiguous. Um, Beautiful. Uh, Logan Mars, is someone you're as sexy as your nose is long. Mm, okay. That's that a good one. I'll take it. Uh, Caleb, uh, fantastic job. I just want to do one more uh, roundup of what I heard. Um they said that they this is the first time doing the regionals type event since 2018, so they're a little out of practice. It's been five years since CrossFit's thrown such a big event. They're concerned about the athletes in the community for the most part. Uh, that's their biggest, uh, um, most important thing to them in regards to the uh, event. They said we are successful and have great coverage. They actually have abysmal coverage. It, it is it is really – I'm not complaining. I mean I'm happy with it, but it's but it is really, really bad. They could use two more uh, camera angles on the floor. They could be doing it behind the scenes. It, I mean, it is it is uh, substandard. For I mean, sure. you couldn't even see two events. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in the events you can see, it's it's bad. Uh, they had the most uh, most athletes ever competing at a CrossFit event. That's pretty cool. I don't know if that's true, because um, the games has a lot. But but 60, 60 athletes in individual. I, it's the most I've ever heard. They did that. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Oh, they they claim that they are learning a lot from this week and they will improve uh, next week. Um, I don't have a lot of complaints from this week, uh, and that's it. That that is the I guess the summation of the. Oh, there was a question about Don Fall. Uh, it, it, basically, Justin used that as an opportunity to suck Don's dick. I did, did not appreciate that. He referred to Don as a super operator, and uh, he helps move away any roadblocks. Uh, that is complete horseshit because their media team is actually just one major roadblock. I would call those people not even a media team, but just people who stand on the dick of the um, uh, that, 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 the um, standing CFO who runs the media team and her uh, henchmen, I think, are despicable and are holding the sport back. And, and they would really frustrate affiliates if they knew all the details. Um, any surprises? Oh, they asked Adrian if there are any surprises uh, regarding how the workouts are playing out. And Adrian said, uh, no major surprises, but they are, the athletes are doing, doing the workouts very fast. And I, I think that's a common year to year. We hear that. I think Dave was always surprised at how fast they did it. Uh, Scott Schweitzer asked how if content creators, um, how they can get their stuff on uh, .com's platform. Um, 
And uh, he said it's something that we uh, were working on. The problem is, is that there's one guy over there, uh, Haynes, and, 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 maybe, and maybe one girl who uh, slept her way to the top and, uh, and a bunch of other woke folk. And those are the only people, uh, th- those are the people you have to get through um, to get any of your shit uh, recognized by uh, .com. Hi, Katie. Did you get an uh, answer to my question? Oh, okay. Fantastic. Um, why would Corona and Fox all pull uh, out? Uh, okay. we talked about that. We talked, we talked about the prolapse Danis. Okay. So, um, uh, I think, uh, the event six has started, right? Yep. Heat six. Okay. I unfortunately took, um, my schedule away. Can someone tell me when that event six is over? It's a while. Yeah, it's it doesn't end. The, the women's heat six starts at seven forty Pacific. Okay. Wow, you even did the conversion for me. Okay, yeah. and can we pull and can we pull up the uh, workout uh, event number uh, six? Uh, Greg Glassman, uh, Katie's lips are dangerously close to Caleb's. Uh, astute, astute observation. I know Katie thinks she's just gonna just sit here and not just get bombed like the rest of us. Uh, tw- twenty, uh, twenty overhead. It's it's a tough crowd. Oh, okay, uh, we looked at this yesterday. Uh, twenty overhead squats, five hundred meter row, three handstand walk, pirouettes, two seated legless rope climbs. Uh, then twenty uh, handstand push-ups, back to the legless rope climbs, three handstand pirouettes, five hundred meter row, twenty overhead squats. What have we learned uh, from Africa, Mister Spin, after watching them do this workout? The second two uh, legless rope climbs are brutal, and that's for, where particularly for the women. For, yes, for the women, the, the men seem to get through it just fine in the final heat, um, but that that middle section is is where it's going to be won or lost. Uh, uh, and and the there's no you just have to start seated. You have to go up uh, without your legs. So just you know going on up, you have to go all the way back down without using your legs too. So there's Sean, a- Sean Lenderman, uh, it will be heat four before we see a single woman finish. Uh, Tyler Watkins, fair assessment. This workout, yeah, possible. I don't. Uh, no, people, people in the bottom heats will finish. Yeah. No, no one finished in Africa, but no one, not- no one finished. No, no, no women. Wow. What's the furthest? Uh, anyway, it's gotten. Uh, they were all they had a whole host of them uh, on the overhead squats fighting it out. It was a pretty interesting uh, final thirty seconds. I like the obsession over Katie in the comments. This is good. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> um, we are also getting a report that Keelan Henry pulled out of Africa. And uh, Jason Smith will be going to the CrossFit Games, and uh, he will be coming on a special airplane that's suited for uh, people over uh, in their geriatric years. Uh, he will be bringing three walkers and his van um, yep. with, the, uh, with the lift on it. Crazy. Good job, Jason. Just busting your balls. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. Uh, Keelan said he had a stomach bug all week. and. Uh... Was felt okay. even sicker this morning. So I thought I thought in Africa everyone had a stomach bug. This must have been worse than normal. All right, uh, Sevon Michelle. Didn't tell anybody, he would have gotten pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Sevon Michelle Bassinet just won Africa. Taylor's going to the games. That's awesome. Okay, first time ever for Taylor. Taylor's, Taylor's going. Taylor. To the games. <laughs> Very obvious one. 
<laughs> pretty slimy way to make it to the game's uh, thumb. Um, oh, there was also a question about who is doing the programming. That was also the, that was the second uh, best question. Um, and uh, Caleb asked, uh, what, what, what's Dave's capacity with in programming at CrossFit? And um, Adrian answered that basically there's different um, silos of programming, the games, CAP, Dot com. This is my interpretation of what he said. And Dave's going to make sure that all the teams that are programming are collaborating. But he also made it sound like he still will be in charge of the uh, games programming. Yeah, I think essentially what I mean. Sorry, uh, go I'm ahead. Jumping. Sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone quiet. Katie, go ahead. <laughs> no, essentially what I understand Dave's role to be is that like we all know that there's such a discrepancy between like dot com movement standards and what we see in those video examples and then what we see out on the competition floor and then what we see like in a in an l1 training so i think dave's role is to try to make that all say the same thing right or or they just might be saying that to justify his enormous paycheck or for example a thruster standard that changed mm, okay. recently oh Dave and what it, trying to yeah. help smooth things over okay i like that fair enough uh, can we go to let's uh, before we go? I want to look at the bubble. Um, can we go to women's the women's field? Wait, who's Just, uh, who's on the field now? The men? It's pretty tight. No, uh, the women are. Okay, Just let's an update. Uh, one woman in heat one finished in thirteen forty one. Wow, who is it? Do you know who? Uh, the comments somebody can say. Uh, Nicole Gibson Burke. Wow. Okay. How many heats are they doing? Six. Or is okay. it three? Is it three or six, Brian? There's six. Good, it's, a, good. it's a long one. Yeah, so we're going to be here all day on this one. There shouldn't uh, be more um, six heats because today we're all on the short field. There's only okay. ten lanes. Do they or, have sorry, cameras on that field? More three there, should, there should not be any more. Right. There's only ten there. lanes on the field that we're using today. Yeah, so six heats each. Six heats each. So when we get off of here, we're going to have a really big break. And then – uh. Mm -hmm. yep. Sousa, can you um, pull up the women's um, leaderboard and then take us down to like uh, nine through, I don't know, nine through 15? Take a look at number 11. It's pretty exciting. Eight through 15. We'll see uh, after this event, Katie. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn Stanley, Stanley with 306 points in eighth place. What are they taking to? They're taking 11? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Carolyn Stanley, Stanley, 306. Sydney Wells at the 11th spot with 280. And then right below her, six points below her, is uh, Ashley Wozni, then uh, Kira Napoli, and 14th, Carolyn Prevo. She's going to be tough. Uh, and Caitlin uh, Sanders at 243. What, what's zero, zero reps on the second uh, workout. Wow. Oh, what does that tell you? When you see that, what does that tell you? That she's only going to go up, only going to get better? That the rope climbs are going to be tough. Oh, okay. For her. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, her and Sydney, I think we'll be struggling on this one. And, and why do you say that? Because it's, it's, it's another pooling movement that you see that the muscle level is a pooling movement. And they just suck yeah. at pooling. It's not yeah. their specialty. Okay. And that going from, I mean, there were, I think all top three women in Africa failed their second rope climb on the back half. Okay, so Sydney's tripping right now. But if you go go up a little bit, uh, ten. Keep going. 
I, I think 10, 9, and 8 will all struggle too mm-hmm. with, the, with the rope climbs. So, like, it's not just Sydney Wells. Like, I think those three women are going to struggle in this workout too. Uh, Dave Borders, 499. One of my favorite games moments is when Pat Barber tanked the first two rounds of the final so he could dominate the last two. Can't enforce uh, perceived effort. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, okay, uh, so who who should who, we need? These are the names to watch. Wozniak and Wells. Uh, okay, Wozniak and Wells. Okay, and then uh, let's go over to the uh, boys. Napoli too, I guess. I think Prebo is going to make up a lot of points on all, like on all five girls in front of her right now yeah. on this event. I don't know how much, but I think she'll make up a lot of ground where the last event can be anybody's game. Really, really, eleventh through about through. 16th or something let's see eighth eighth through 16th go down a little bit more let's see who's at the uh, nine nine ten eleven twelve so Noah Olsen oh Noah Olsen could come out hot and implode on this huh I think he's good enough he'll be he'll be all right he's it's only four legless rope climbs it's 20 handstand push-ups which he's gonna be phenomenal at uh, gonna, I, yeah. I think I think he'll be fine on this. I think he can come out hot, blow up, and still recover and still be top ten in the event. And the men take the the top twelve. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. We have it's interesting. Some big names, but uh, really Sprague, untested Farlow. at this highest level. Luke Parker, James Sprague, and Jack Farlow nine, ten, eleven, and then fighting to knock them out of those spots are uh, Austin Hatfield, who's 12th, who's on the line. And he's got a, he's got a nice gap uh, ahead of uh, Mr. Boulangerie. He does. Boulanger, Boulanger. I actually think Spencer's going to make the biggest jump, though, in this event. Um, once it's all said and done, Spencer Panchik. He's had a better weekend. No, I'm saying I think after this event, I think he'll make the biggest jump out of all of those guys in that range. Yeah. I, besides him, I feel like it's pretty sealed up. Like I, 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 don't, I agree. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's those fourteen guys, but um, I just feel like one of those guys, Sprague, Farlow, Hatfield, Benoit, one of them is going to bomb event six, and I think Spencer's going to do great at event six, and that'll be enough. Uh, Greg Glassman weighs in in the comments. After this interview, Caleb is going to save the headphone in Katie's ear and put it in a glass case and add it to his shrine. Muted yourself. Good. I don't understand what's upsetting about the Sydney Wells post. I was I told you I had to work while I was. Oh wait, wait! You got to read. You wait, wait! You got to read the comment first, uh, so we know what you're talking about. You kicked the dog. Katie kicked the dog. Oh, the dogs. My dog's under your table. Be careful. Look. Uh, I love there. dogs. I would never. Okay. What did Katie do? Uh, do we need to pull something up and reprimand her on live? <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't understand what Graham is upset about. Um, don't worry. If she did something wrong, Justin will get her. Justin is on it. <laughs> no, no, nobody worry. He's, he's got that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Justin is on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't done competing. I guess I don't even understand what that means. Uh, Savon's dog, uh, Katie. I love you. Awesome. All right. I love you too, Savon's dog. Good. All right. Uh, cut that. Cut out the part where where she says dog. Just I love you, Savon. No, I, I made sure I blurred my words so you couldn't. Good. 
Uh, good. Uh, okay. Um, when will we be back, uh, Mr. Souza? When when do we come back? I think like uh, 10 a.m. our time. Oh, my God. That's three hours and 40 minutes. It's a long one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any Anyone have any uh, final words? Savon, why the... aren't you live streaming this? Because uh, I don't want to get another strike. Uh, any any final thoughts, uh, Mr. Uh, Watkins? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Wozni, the the battle between Wozni and Sydney will actually be good on this. I think I I'm I would like to see Wozni do well. I think she actually could do, but they're both like heavier for females and like their pulling strength. I like Wozni's pulling strength a little better. It'll just be a good battle between them. Specifically on this workout, I'm I really think someone excited to see Paige Powers do this workout. Yeah, uh, Mr. Young, any thoughts? Nope. Uh, uh, Mr. Spin, I, I think you're going to see two or three uh, women and men jump into the top qualifying spot after this workout. So I think you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of movement. And then, uh, and then, uh, how much break uh, before after we the ten a.m. show, and then it's the final workout. Then we find out who's going to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Yep. All right. It's only a it's only a quick thirty minute turnaround between uh, events six and seven. Oh shit! We'll only have thirty minutes. Unless you want to move into some of the men's heats that start off. Uh, Jake Chapman, Sevon, tell us something uh, to all say in the CrossFit <laughs> chat. Hmm. You guys have been doing such a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I seriously cannot improve on what you guys are doing. I, I'm dying. I'm sitting there with my feet up, just dying uh, at the comments. I've, I've been actually taking pictures of the comments. Oh, okay. This is what I would love for you guys to do. This, If if you are at the venue, this is what i like to do. I'd like oh, you to gosh. take pictures of people, just any people. I don't care. Like a guy who's seven feet, just weirdos who are there. You know what I mean? Like, like all the weirdos, due to seven five, any midgets, any just like people who are like too old. I like, don't think there is one the of any of those people no. there. So <laughs> the people I don't care. Name. I want a collection of the. I want a collection of the motliest crew of people. Someone walking around drinking a coke. Send me anything that you're just like you're laughing on that you where you're just judging the fuck out of someone. Snap a photo of that person and send it to my DM. And I'm gonna put. I'd like to put together a montage. Start putting together reels of just all the weirdos who are at the event. Some people think it's making fun. I think it's celebrating our diversity. Uh, but um, please do that. I would love that. Anyone smoking? Yeah, smoking would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all just all the fun shit. Just any any right, Susa? That's good, right? Yeah. There's. You want to make picks for picks for this event? Oh uh, sure, sure. We can do that. Uh, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, put you Noah. on the spot. Uh, Noah, okay. And for the women? He didn't say, even know the women were competing. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, Emma Lawson. Uh, Mr. Uh, Spin? Uh, Spencer, same as last night, and Ooh, Alexis Spencer Raptus. For the win. Oh, okay. Uh, Mr. Young? I'm going to go uh, Roman and Emma Lawson. <laughs> I think Emma's going to do great. That's a lot of dude to be spinning around on your hands, man. Yeah. You'll see. Hey, you'll watch him. He, he's, he's, he's a break dancer. The, uh, he's a break the, the rope dancer, climb. man. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm, got, I'm going with Spencer Panchik. I'm going Spencer Panchik. All right. And, and for the uh, uh, the ladies, I'm going to go with 
feasting off you. Tearing it up, making a statement. Someone's got to win before Sergeant Emma. I hope Emma. wins. That would be fantastic. And Fee too. Wouldn't that be great if both of them won? I, I think Fee's in. I don't. Fee's I think, doing I think so Fee's... much better than I thought she yeah. would do this weekend. He's not it's on amazing. the cut. No. And those aren't pity picks. I think that I think that it's time. Uh, there, there's a surprise uh, element. There's always cool. that one person who uh, who climbs in there. Uh, Katie, we can hear your thoughts. Sorry. We heard your thoughts. I see Paige Powers for this event. Boom. Okay. Awesome. That. What about the dudes? Oh, I haven't even thought about it. I'm not there yet. No comment. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Dallin Pepper. Oh, okay. Uh, he won't even finish the second set of rope climbs. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for tuning into the Sevon podcast. Uh, it's been an enjoyable, enjoyable uh, collaboration with the Morning Chalk Up. It took a long time to pull this together. <laughs> I am really happy. It shows. It is probably one of the highlights of the entire uh, CrossFit semifinals in 2023 that we've come this far. That the Sevon podcast and Morning Chalk Up can collaborate, and uh, Neil Chamberlain will get the final word. Uh, superficial piece of shit. Katie is hot. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys in three and a half hours. Bye-bye.